Welcome back to Third Base Dugout Season 3, Episode 4. We are two days from opening day as you are listening to this on Tuesday. Um, that'll be Tuesday, March 28th. Opening day is March 30th on Thursday. And, you know, after the World Baseball Classic, I think my brain is just in baseball mode now. So, like, I'm after that exhilarating experience of like the the final at bat of like the finals i think i'm like i'm i'm ready for kind of opening day to start i'm ready for baseball to get here now do i have a lot of excitement in my life regarding major league baseball no but am i excited for other teams to play yes so that's right where i stand gents how are you doing doing well doing well this this little layover between world baseball classic and and MLB is one of the worst things like ever created along with a week break between the round of 32 and the sweet 16. A lot going on right now. That's just leaving me wanting more. Yeah. I was about to say like March Madness helps. Definitely. It helps. It helps, but it's almost the same thing on a smaller scale. Yeah. Yeah. Week to week. Mike, how's your bracket looking? Uh, to be honest, it's like the first year I didn't do one in a while. Ooh. Like I really didn't do a break because I didn't really follow much college basketball. Um, Yours is still perfect. But I did come to an epiphany. Yeah, it's still perfect. Like so I'm <laughs> right every time. <laughs> uh, did come to an epiphany just now though. Uh, due to my current status, um, I will not be making any jokes or taking any shots at the Tigers for this season. Jeez, Louise. After um, our conversation before the episode. That yes, which will stay with blow, us blow at the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not take any more shots at at Detroit for at least until the middle of May. Now, after the well, middle of May. Well, that's when things start to really go rough for the Tigers. So that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's okay. So at least from now until the middle of May. I understand. Tig- no Tiger slander. I appreciate that. Go Tigers later. I appreciate that. Positive vibes in here for uh, for the Go Tigers. <laughs> Positive vibes. Um, yeah, but so I'm sure, like, you know how your parents told you if you don't have anything nice to say? You know how your parents told <laughs> you if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say nothing at all? Exactly. I'm just not going to say nothing at all about that. That's okay. <laughs> it's still better vibes than what you give off throughout the rest of the year. So I'll take it. Hey. I'll take it. Um. Before we get started, make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Third Base Dugout and subscribe while you're listening to this to Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, wherever you listen. Um, just subscribe or follow there, and uh, that way you can listen each week as we come out on Tuesday mornings with lots of baseball banner and, I don't know, dumbass takes like Dustin May being the NL Cy Young. I still haven't gotten over that. I still haven't gotten over the fact that I skipped over the three better Dodgers pitchers. <laughs> their number four starter. I can't quite get over well, that. Well, at least you sounded confident while saying it. I guess it's for, I guess for a split Dodgers, second. Right? For a split yeah. second. Yeah. I mean, in, in your defense, last year they did have like their number three and number four starter be considered at some point for the side young. Like Tony Gonson started off the year like number three and number four. That's fair. He was he was a Cy Young hopeful until he got injured. I kind of forgot um, he was up there. Tyler Anderson, like they had some decent guys, so it wasn't too far out of the league. 
Dustin May might actually be the fifth best pitcher on, on the Dodgers. I completely forgot about Tony Gonsolin. Like, he might be behind Bueller, Urias, uh, Bueller's Gonsolin, and Kershaw. Yeah. yeah, but Bueller will be out for a while. All right, that's fair. So we've knocked it down to four because Bueller probably cannot win the playoff <laughs> unless he comes out and throws like six straight perfect games, which would be really that'd cool. Be not gonna lie, that'd be that'd be sick. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that Dustin May thing pans out. Uh, yeah. I mean, not your. I mean, it was one of your bolder picks, just probably not one of your smarter picks. I was sad writing down my like division winners and everything. I feel like I just went so chalk. I was like, it, it feels so <laughs> given as to like who probably will win the divisions. That like, I know some teams going to fall off the face of the earth. Like one one of these six teams that I have winning divisions is going to just completely crumble this year, and yeah. I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, probably all but like two could, but my guess. Uh, but that's a little preview for what we're going to do today. We're going to go through our season predictions, division winners, wildcard teams, and then our World Series matchups. And then we're going to talk a little bit about opening day, opening series, um, what we're looking forward to this weekend. And so um, I guess let's get on into it. Wait, did anything really happen? Uh, oh, yes, something did happen. Uh, Phillies, devastating news for the Phillies this week. Uh, Reese Hoskins, torn ACL. Um, he's going to miss the season. So that is now two torn ACLs to in at least teams this year. Um, with Edwin Diaz going down, classic. Oh yeah. Um, and now Reese Hoskins. Uh, so rough stuff, uh, for, I mean, towards the end of spring training and to be just like fielding a ground ball. I mean, brutal. That is brutal, man. Um, so, uh, I guess semi good news for the Braves, but um, that's a that's a rough blow to a team who went to the World Series last year. For sure, without a doubt. I mean, he's one of the guys you can kind of pencil in for thirty jacks, two fifty average. I mean, it's a key, a, a glue guy. I, I feel like it's the best way to put it. Yeah. Not upper echelon of first baseman, but a guy you know what you're going to get year in and year out and this not to mention it's a contract year for him so i'm sure that's a little bit more salt in the wound but yeah it'll be interesting to see how they they work around it but again yeah very very unfortunate i really feel like the phillies are going into the dave dombrowski special where they get to the world series and then all these guys are in contract years and they're just not gonna pay them like, uh, for instance, it already started. Aaron Nola and the Phillies have completely ceased contract talks. He's going to be okay. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. It's like Dave Dombrowski's got to stop doing this, man. Like, he, he is literally just ruining organizations. Um, look at the Red Sox right now. After Dombrowski left, now the Red, Sco- Red Sox are in a pit of fire with the Tigers. So... Uh, <laughs> Ironically, the last two teams that Dave Dombrowski GMs. You wouldn't say it's quite to that level. (laughs) No, it is not, but you're heading there. (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely on track. Depends if Robbie Devers stays. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's – I don't know. Dave Dombrowski just pisses me off. But that's still a lot of salt there 
after what he did to the Tigers after they went to the World Series in 2012. So um, we'll see, though. I, I may, maybe he'll change course and sign Hoskins and Nola. Who knows? Probably not. But um, they do have a little, have, have some money there in Philly. So maybe. Maybe. Um, I think that's all the news. Like, it's there really anything else that Jordan Walker um, and Anthony Volpe. Oh yeah, the call-ups. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh should we save that for let's save that for opening day. Yeah. Just wanted to, to throw it out there. Yeah. Say congratulations to Mike on his new yeah. left fielder third baseman DH. On his NL rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Yeah, NL rookie of the year, Jordan Walker. Yeah. Um also uh actually just came across about 30 minutes before we started recording. Uh Nico Horner. Just signed a contract extension with the Cubs, three years, thirty-five mil. Um, that's, I mean, uh, Mike. I understand you are a Cardinals fan, so you don't really care. But like Nico Horner's a stud. He slaps the ball yeah. around the yard very well. He's very fast. He's a very good fielder. Um, he's like what everyone pictured Derek Eater to actually be. But I think he's kind of better. <laughs> I, bad I guess I'm just kind of curious how steal like 30 bases. <laughs> yeah, fair. I'm just curious how to see how they work with uh, Nick Madrigal still there. Because you just signed Dansby. You got Nick Madrigal. Like you traded, uh, I think it was Kimbrell for him. Yeah. You know, when you guys were still, you know, kind of starting this retooling. Uh, who who are you? doing. Well, that's why I changed it to Santa Cubs. My bad. Um, <laughs> all opposition are you guys. That's what I mean. What Fair do you enough. mean, you guys? Tropic uh, <laughs> Thunder. But uh, it's like, don't pin me into the no, Cubs. Like it, right. And it'd just be interesting to see there because, you know, at some point, does Nico slide over to third? Is that where he's going to start at? You know, and then just probably move like David Bodie to DH. Um, you know what I mean? So they got some flexibility there. They'll be interesting to see how some of those gambles played off. But, you know, to lock up Nico, you know, kind of sets at least one position down, you know, for a little bit, you know, especially with Dansby in the infield, you know, see how it goes. So, yeah. Yeah, it's an a interesting situation they have. I mean, the Madrigal, Swanson, uh, Horner infield would be the better defensive infield, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Bodie going to DH would be probably most ideal because then you've got what Schwindel at first. Well, they just signed Hosmer. Yeah, I think, you know, I, th- like I, I think Schwindel is definitely going to start over Hosmer, but I could be wrong. It's right. Yeah, but if you're going best defensive lineup, yeah, but I think you've yeah, got to Hosmer sacrifice the best chance. Or I think you've got to sacrifice third base de- or first base defense for third base defense. So, so like, yeah. if you're, you're going to take David Bodie out of the field. You got to you got to be able to still have Schwindel because like Schwindel is going to be DH if not because he hits thirty five jacks a year. So the roster resource right now says Horner at second, obviously, or Horner at second, Dansby at short, obviously, uh, Ian Happen left, Mancini in right, Cody Bellinger in center, Patrick Wisdom at third. Oh, I forgot about him. Hosmer at first, Edwin Rios at DH, and then Tucker Barnhart behind the plate. So they're just saying screw Swindell and Bodie, basically. Those, I mean, are, those are two very good benchmarks. And magical. Yeah. 
Oh, well, I don't think is Madrigal completely back yet. They have Madrigal on the bench. The projected bench is Jan Gomes, Nick Madrigal, and Miles Mostrabuni. I'm still convinced Nick Madrigal is going to win a batting title sometime. That guy hit kind of hard to. That guy hit everything at Oregon State. Yeah, it's kind of hard to do it from the bench, though. It is. It's very tough to do. You're not gonna obviously not get enough plate appearances, but like when he yeah. came up with the White Sox, I could I swore he was gonna bat like 340 uh, because he struck out like uh, he struck out some like stupidly low amount in college and still batted like like over 400 in college. I'm like, all right, this guy is. And Tony Gwynn 2.0. Same with uh, Nick Gonzalez. Remember when Nick Gonzalez? Yeah, I mean, with, with New Mexico State, I mean, that guy hit like 20, like, like 15 jacks a year, batted like 400. Like, he was nuts. And that was the COVID year, too. That was like, yeah. that was, he was just getting started. But he's going to come up to the Pirates probably this year. So that'll be really fun. Yeah. Um, their young guys are going to be pretty good. Um, hopefully, um, one of Coots and I's. Uh, well, I guess my former teammate, I don't think you ever played with him, did you? Did you ever play with Selby? Mm-mm. Okay, well, my former teammate, um, Colin Selby, should be a reliever in the Pirates bullpen uh, at some point this year. So, hoping to get up to PNC when he makes his debut. So, we'll see. Um, maybe we can uh, maybe we can take a third base dugout trip up there. That'd be fun. That'd be sweet. Um, but I, I, I think June. I free. think it'll happen around June. Like I think that's kind of where I feel like it could happen. Um, because pirates he, are interesting, where they could they could do whatever they want, and everybody would just leave them over in the corner and just all right, pirates, you can just yeah. do whatever. <laughs> like they could do whatever they want, and it really won't matter. Anymore. Yeah, they're still gonna win like sixty-five to seventy games. Like that's the way it is. But uh, it'll still be cool to see a familiar face making a big league roster some point um hopefully it gets there and uh because i mean as a reliever throwing 100 you'll probably make a big league grass that's there's a there's a pretty good bet on that um so hopefully hopefully selby can stay healthy i'd like to get him on the pot at some point maybe after his debut or something we'll, we'll I'll, I'll try to get him on and um and we'll talk about his debut and everything so um would well, be fun so uh, let's. Other than that, I don't think there's any other MLB news. Um, I don't think I'm really missing anything. So let's get on into picks. Let's do it. All right. Um, six divisions. So uh, well, we'll go division by division. AL East first. Mike, you're in the top left corner of my screen, so you can take it away. Midian, that's right. We're boring you already. <laughs> yep. Old man, that's rough. Oh, old man on the pond. Old man on the pond. I hear you. Uh, I'm gonna go with the yeah, way past. It. <laughs> you know, sometimes you get a good tail whip and you got to go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the Blue Jays. I'm gonna go with the Blue Jays from the ALDs. Um, I think the division be really competitive, but I think that this might be a year that the Blue Jays finally take that step because they short up some of those question marks and they balance out their lineup a little bit with the addition of Dalton Barshow and uh, Brandon Belt, you know, from the left side, you know, to complement some of those other guys. 
that I think that you know, especially with the pitching with Manoa, Barrios, and Gossman, like that's a tough uh, Blue Jays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kus, do you want to go? I, I think we're all going to end up in the same boat here. Uh, well, I am actually – I'm going to go with a different team. If you – I swear if you say the Red Sox. I'm no, going to mute you. No, 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 no. I'm not like that. I am going to say the Tampa Bay Rays, actually. Wow. I think them – they got extremely, extremely unlucky with the injury bug last year. Although they didn't really have too many big name signings per se, just getting full years of Wander, getting what is presumably more innings from Glass now than they got last year. I think the pitching staff is up there as with not up there as. In terms of depth, I'd say they're up there in terms of depth with Jeffrey Springs, Glass now for a little bit, but you also have Luis Patino, you got Taj Bradley waiting in the ring- wings, you got obviously Shane McClanahan, Shane McClanahan and Drew Rasmussen. I mean, it's – and then the lineup just hits. I mean, for whatever reason. You, I mean, it's the most random people, guys that, you know, are maybe – got turned away from their original teams or left for some whatever reason, and they're just pieced together over there in Tampa. It's just – would it surprise you if the, if the Rays won the, the division? Um, yes. If they if they get into the playoffs? No, because of the Rays. Exactly. They always make playoffs, because no matter it, yeah. what their payroll is, no matter who is hitting for them. Be- no because matter. they're the race. That's the whole thing. Because it's, they're the race. <laughs> yeah. It's just that's the whole the whole thing. The whole premise of everything is I think just staying healthy is the biggest thing. Also, not to mention I I forgot to mention Brandon Lau, who was also hurt for a lot of the season last year. So that's their middle infield that they were without most of the year last year. So um yeah, I'm going with the Rays. Although everything you guys are, Mike has said about the Blue Jays, and you're probably going to say about the Blue Jays, is very valid too. So I mean, that's that's who I have it between, honestly. And that's not a Red Sox fan just shitting on the Yankees. That's that's me being honest. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, I'm gonna go on Mike's route here and say Blue Jays. Um, I think bolstering their lineup with Varsho, um, adding a left-handed bat's big. Um, they still have the best catching tandem in baseball. Maybe I mean the Braves probably compete with that, but like, um, Alejandro Kirk and Danny Jansen are two really good offensive catchers. Um, and then uh, obviously you got Vladdy Bichette, Whit Merrifield if he comes back. To what he was, uh, I mean, this team could this game, this team could do wonders. So overall, I, th- I think the Blue Jays will be just kind of too much offense for that division. Um, pitching can hold up; they could be World Series contenders, but I don't know if it will. Um, so I like the Blue Jays to win the division there. But like I said, like you said, though, it'll be a very, uh, very close division. I, I think the top 
three teams in the division will be pretty close. For sure. Um, I guess we can just kind of do snake style if we want. Um, so I'll roll with the central now too. Uh, I'm going to go with the guardians. They're the only team that I think I trust in this division. Um, the white Sox, they've gotten rid of La Russa, So maybe, maybe something turns around in the clubhouse there, but um, you lose Jose Abreu, who's probably your most consistent hitter outside of Tim Anderson. Uh, Luis Roberts should be healthy. Lo Jimenez should be healthy. So that's big news. Yohan Mankata probably should be healthy. Uh, so they should have a lot of fire power back. Uh, but, I mean, Liam Hendricks is going to be out for a while. Uh, so my question is, like, all right, who – is Kendall Graveman your closer? If so, that's really rough. Um, because he was he was he was bad last year, um, and then I think I, I think Garrett Crochet comes back this year, yeah. Yes, and I was gonna say like he could really solidify himself as a as a big league closer. Yeah, Kopech who could do True. either start or or relief. So yeah, but yeah, I mean I'm gonna repeat exactly what you said with the Guardians winning, but. It almost sounds like we're we're saying that the White Sox can 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 do it and can yeah. beat, but it it really is with with the guys they have. It just feels like a matter of time before somebody's out or or somebody or a combination of any of them are out, and it just changes the whole dynamic of the team. So again, yeah. it comes back to the whole injury thing. If they can stay healthy, obviously they'll give them a fight. But I just think the Guardians. I mean, they only got better. They didn't they didn't really lose anybody they they're in the same spot that they were able to win it last year and they'll probably do it again. Yeah. 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 I don't see another team in this division competing a whole lot. Uh, Mike. I'm going to go with the white tax. <laughs> I heard everything oh, you said bad about them, but I'm going with the white tax. Like I said, with crochet coming back, Kopech still, you know, he's really starting to find his footing to a degree. You know, it's just more so I think him having a more defined role, you know, and being able to build up as that starter, he's going to be – he's going to be legit. You know, but you also have a Cy Young candidate, you know, from last year, Dylan Cease. Still got Giolito. If he can work out some kinks and get back to his form, uh, Lance Lynn is always going to be a bulldog and compete for you. <laughs> you know, so I think that – you know, they still have enough pieces there that, you know, that make you believe in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Guardians, like I said, their their biggest problem last year was scoring enough, right? Like, you know, they could play – you know, they could pitch, they could play defense, but sometimes you do have to, you know, just score – just flat out, out slug somebody, and that's not their strength, you know. But so, I, I will um, give I a little rebuttal to that. I'll give a little rebuttal to that because we – Coots and I really did not give any sort of like backing of the Guardians. We just kind of said, hey, they're better than everybody else. <laughs> uh, they did add Josh Bell, which adds a huge amount of thump in their lineup, which they did not have last year. The piece they were missing. And I can agree with you to an extent, but he has also had like he also has like really cold, cold stretches during the season. You know, so he'll be hotter than white ice, you know, but then slow down, you know, and, and just go really cold, you know, so it's, uh, it'll be, 
it'll be interesting to see what he can bring to that lineup. But it's still only one thumper there that we know baseball. Sometimes it's not always your best hitter up in the biggest situation. You know, so uh, I'll take that rebuttal, but I'll also say he's notorious for also having a cold stretch that lasts for like a month, a month and a half. Yeah. I hear it. I got you. Um, You're on with the West, too. Oh, A.O. West. Uh, it would oh, be no. so easy to pick the Astros. So you're not going to do it. But I'm going to go with the Mariners. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Mariners. Um, I think the pieces that they have, and it's like they rounded it out a little bit more, you know, are going to make them even more competitive. And they just have so much energy around them, you know, that I think that if any team is going to knock off the Astros off of that perch in the AL West and make it really competitive for them, it's going to be the um, it's going to be the Mariners. Also, because I picked Luis Castillo to win the AL Cy Young, so that will go a long way to 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 bolstering his case. Yeah, good. I am going to go with the Astros, although the Mariners do ask questions. Um, the Astros just. I mean, they added one of the a, a ex MVP, a to a lineup that is already dominant, and they're getting Michael Brantley back, and who knows what he can do? But you know, it's going to be you know above MLB average, and the lineup from top to bottom is just lethal, and not to mention the pitching staff getting another year under their belt. They were maybe a little young on the young side, but just getting another year and Framber having to step up to now being the, I guess the number one. Um, it's going to be fun to watch the, the, the race of the Mariners and the Astros, but I do think at the end of the day, the experience on the Astros side is going to prevail, but maybe not, I'll save this for the prediction for the for the playoffs, but I do think the Astros will win the division. Interesting. Hold on, my wife just uh, turned on the vacuum downstairs. Um, I think the Mariners could really give the Astros a run for the money, which is very fun uh, because it feels like the Astros haven't really had to fight in that division for the better part of six, seven years now. Um, so I, I'm still going to take the Astros because, I mean, they lost Verlander, but like what was their weakest spot last year? Catcher and first base probably. I mean, Yuli Gurriel is probably their weakest their weakest hitter outside of Maldonado. Maldonado is still probably the best pitch caller in the game right now. Anyways, he's caught, what, like three no-hitters in the past two years or something like that? It's crazy. Um, but uh, then they added Jose Abreu at first base, uh, and that is a much better hitter than Yuli Gurriel at this point in Gurriel's career. So – I don't think the Astros lineup is going to fall off at all. The starting rotation may fall off, but I'll tell you one thing. Keep an eye on a guy named Hunter Brown. 
not even really a die card, a, a dark horse, like a uh, rookie of the year candidate, um, because he can literally just come in and basically be a, I don't want to say a Verlander type pitcher because that is just an unfair comparison. But like, no, if you actually dominate like that, if he comes in and does what people are projecting him to do, when he uh, debuted last year, you remember those side by side videos that were yeah. coming out? It hits, yeah. His mechanics are smack like Justin Verlander's. Yeah. So Hunter Brown could be a big, uh, big piece. Forrest Whitley's supposed to come up this year. Um, I mean, this, this rotation is so deep. I mean, between, uh, Framber Valdez, who is so under talked about, underappreciated, um, Christian Javier, Lance McCullers, Luis Garcia, and then you get down to the other guys. Like you get down to the rookies who are, I mean, in Arcadius. Yeah. Um, so bullpen's always going to be good. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think the Mariners are quite there yet. Um, more so, I take that back. The Mariners are there, the Astros are just still there. They haven't fallen off. So until they fall off a little bit, until they show me that they're falling off a little bit, I'm gonna keep picking them. Um, so can I give you? Can I give you guys a slight rebuttal? Sure. I think that we are. <clears throat> this is me defending my Mariners pick, but I don't think it can be overstated. The impact that Jose Altuve being out for the first couple months will have on their lineup. Because he's their spark plug. He's what makes that go. (laughs) You know, so you're missing your leadoff hitter. And then, so he's missing some time that he's going to have to get up to speed. So, yeah, they may come on at the end of the year. But if the Manners start off, you know, pretty decent, that can give them a little bit of a buffer there, you know, for the division. Now, ultimately, do I think that the Astros are a better team overall? Yes. But I think that Altuve being out, them having to shuffle their lineup a little bit. And then now you're really going to rely on Jeremy Pena to do some stuff that um, he was kind of able to ease into with everybody else that was around him. But now you take away Altuve there, you know, setting the table, you know, how does that lineup look? Because we, they're for as good as they are offensively, like, you know, you got the corners with, uh, or DH with Alvarez and Tucker. But center field, Chaz McCormick plays great defensively, but he's not, you know, an offensive threat. You know, so, you know, you got some stuff that you're working around there. They do have Michael Brantley back this year, who is almost a lock to bat 300. Right. So, so but, that, that's, okay, a, that's so, a big piece to be able to set the table in your lineup. I mean, he may not bat first, but he could be behind Pena. Um, yeah. Exactly. Like you, you, just think about how many times that two they start off with like a leadoff homer or a leadoff double jumping on the first pitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so it sets the tone for them that I think that if there's a hurdle for them to get over, it's those first few weeks or months without a two van, wait for him to get back up to speed, you know, to, you know, to kind of keep some ground between them and, and the Mariners. Yep. Yep. Um, All right, NL East. The injuries, man, they're they're just killing the other two teams. So I'm gonna go with the Braves. Um, I originally was probably was gonna pick the Mets here, I think. Um, but the bullpen is already the weakest link. And if you don't have your guy locking down the ninth inning all year, 
that can create for some rough patches because there's nothing more deflating than having a lead going into the ninth and blowing it. Um, so uh, maybe they'll have someone step up, or maybe they'll get someone in an early, like an early season trade or something, to fill in that ninth inning role. But I don't see it coming soon enough. And I think the Braves, <clears throat> Braves bullpen is probably the most deep bullpen that I might have ever seen. Uh, if you just go to the names in this bullpen, it is stupid. Like, Rysel Iglesias is like a fringe bullpen guy. <laughs> it's it's absurd what kind of people they have in their bullpen. And, uh, by the way, Spencer Strider should be pitching a full season this year, and if he did last year, he would have, like, broken the all-time single-season strikeout record. So, um, that's fun. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Everybody's... Everybody's healthy for the Braves, but I still question the fact that Jeremy – that uh, not Jeremy Pena, uh, Vaughn Grissom got sent down to AAA. Um, but the Mets did a similarly strange thing by sending Brett Beatty down to AAA. So um, it, it's, uh, it's strange because both players were up last year, but then both players – well, I know Grissom played well last year. Beatty was okay, but um, all in all, I don't see – I, I see the injuries being too much of an impact for for uh, for the Mets and the Phillies. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Braves as well. Not saying it's gonna be easy though. Um, obviously, it never is in the NL East. Um, however, I do agree with you that Edwin Diaz going out is gonna be detrimental for that whole bullpen in general um not to say a guy like Ottavino can't handle a bigger role but it's just a lot more pressure going from the best closer in the game to all the whole weight of the team and the game and the ninth inning to to all of a sudden be your position now um but going back to the Braves I mean it's the lineups complete I mean other than the, the shortstop position, I mean, I guess the theory is like the Vaughn, Vaughn going back down, just going to get him some more, I guess, reps at short at in the minor league, like in that whole realm, just seeing more pitches there. I think it will probably be better for him just to see it maybe with not such big stage, big lights. Um but having the rest of the lineup still, you know, be the strength of the team, I would say. I mean, honestly, this pitching staff, too, is is undeniably good. You're getting Mike Scirocco back, too, which will be fun to watch how he returns. Yep. A full season of Strider, and then not to mention uh, Charlie Morton, Max Reed, Kyle Wright. You know, all those guys, they're they're pretty deep. I mean, you still have Ian Anderson somewhere in the minor leagues, maybe kind of working his way back. Uh, if he can figure it out, that'd be a good addition for them as well. But uh, I and, and adding Sean Murphy as well was big. it was big for just the depth of the, the lineup, having him DH when Darno's catching and vice versa. But I think this team is one of the more complete teams in, in the MLB. So um, I'll be taking the Braves here. 
Um, I'll say this is the first division that we all agree on. Um, I'll take the Braves for all those other reasons that you guys said. But even fully healthy and everybody's in division, I still would have taken the Braves over the Mets, the Phillies. I just would have – I certainly not thought they would have took it. That was a that was a head scratcher though, seeing how they or the Marlins would have done because it like one of those random years where the Marlins just win a World Series, but you know, mm-hmm. not the Braves. That would be really. I'm not gonna lie. That would be really fun. Like Jeter, Jeter leaves the Marlins and they win a World Series. That would be. That would be good. Yeah, that would be good. Probably, Maybe not, probably not this year though. Yeah. I think Mike is frozen, so yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I heard him giggle in there. There he is. Wait, I can hear you guys. Can you hey, hear me? back to life. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> well, no, nah, I'm joking. I'm good. <laughs> all, right. all right. Um, can you hear me? Can you see me? Am I good? Oh yeah, we can hear and see you. Okay. Positive news. Um, all right, so we all agree on the NL East. Uh, I, I I think we're all going to end up agreeing on the NL Central too. But Mike, if you guys are smart, you will. <laughs> yeah, smart, you who will. else in this division is actually going to compete this year? This division might be know, worse than the AL Central this year. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll be. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It might be worse think... than the AL Central this year. The Brewers are not going to be. The, okay, the Brewers always have a chance when you have Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and uh, Freddie Peralta, you know, at the front of your rotation. Somehow or another, they always – score enough runs to to make it tough on guys. I mean, granted, yes, you lose Hayter and you trade him out for Taylor Rogers. Um, the Reds will be pesky, you know, because they did make some under-the-radar acquisitions, you know, but they also played really well um, the second half of the season, especially like the last few months. Um, Cubs will be a wild card to see how some of their risks pay off. But ultimately, it still boils down to the Cardinals are the best team in the division, and they will win that division. Coots? Agreed. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, the the lineup is not only good offensively, but just as good defensively. It's, again, same sentiment as the Braves. It's one of the more complete lineups, especially with I, – I feel like getting Jordan Walker up early is going to – benefit not only the team but just him in general just being up there for an extended period of time feeling like he's been a part of the team for the whole run rather than coming up late it I think it bodes well for him and his his mentality throughout the whole season um although it does you know raise some questions with what they do with the lineup per se but at the end of the day it's going to be a good lineup regardless so um the only question marks, obviously, the pitching staff, but I do think that's something that can be handled throughout the season and potentially at the deadline, much like they did last year. So, or attempted to do last year. Yeah, I'm right with you. I mean, I think the Cardinals win this division by 10 plus. Um, 
I don't see the Cubs competing enough. I don't think their pitching is deep enough. Um, Brewers have pitching, but not hitting. Um, the Reds still suck. Pesky. They still just kind of suck. Um, and the Pirates. Uh, so <laughs> that ad division gives me no glimmer of not even hope, but like just no glimmer of like hope for kind of chaos. Like chaos is fun when your team sucks. Like you don't want chaos when your team is really good. You want chaos when your team sucks because it's fun to watch when there's chaos. But like the, the NL Central is going to provide zero chaos this year. It may be chaos if I see who actually finishes last in the division. Race <laughs> will be at the bottom. <laughs> but I will say that in a few years, probably not too distant years, but the NL Central will have three of the most exciting young shortstops in all the baseball playing in that division well, with O'Neill Cruz in Pittsburgh. Um Go ahead. Uh, I was I was more so just exactly. I was cutting you off, so I apologize for that. Continue. Oh, it's okay. It, it happens. Uh, run rules happen. Slaughter rules happen. Life. Um, <laughs> but, um, oh, <laughs> um, O'Neill Cruz, um, Ellie Dela Cruz, and then Mason Wynn. You know, all being in that division. You know, guys with top tier arms, you know, but also exciting on the base paths and and at the plate. Um, you know, so that's the fun side of the division, you know, down the road. Um, but yeah, right now it's not gonna be I, I'm not gonna say we're gonna go ten plus. Um, I would say it'll probably be a comfortable, you know, seven, six, seven games uh for a win there, but yeah, that's where I got the Cardinals at. Dude, I don't even feel that uncomfortable saying 10 plus. Like, I just, I feel like that's almost like a given. This division is horrible. <laughs> no, I say, that, like, you say that, but then, like I said, the Brewers always find a way to win. Look, I, I know what a horrible division looks like. My team resides in one, I watch one every day. It, It's a bad division, <laughs> it has all the makings of one. Exactly. Yeah. Two really, really bad teams, Tigers, Royals, Reds, Pirates. Two frisky teams, White Sox, Twins, Brewers, Cubs. And then one team that we all know is going to win the division, but Mike just wants to pick someone different. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Mike's just smiling. Exactly. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, with – with that being said, the NL West. Um I think the Padres, I think the Dodgers finally give this up this year. I know they gave it up to the Giants what, two years ago, but um I think they give it up again. I, I say the Padres win it. Um that lineup is just sick. It is really, really, really good. But uh don't count out the Dodgers though. That that rotation, really the bullpen too, with Gratterall, Phillips. Um, forgot who the third one was that I was thinking of earlier, but uh, I mean, yeah, don't count out the Dodgers though, they're still going to be really dang good. Agreed, I'm going as well. The Padres, um, 
I don't think this is obviously with that said, I don't think this is the Dodgers year for the division, but I do think they'll give the Padres a run for their money. Do you think the Padres or the Dodgers are still a, a playoff team? But I don't see this lineup, the Dodgers lineup holding up for an extended period of time. I think the Padres just outmatch them if you look at the lineup as a whole. Um, obviously, I give the pitching staff, then I give the nod, the starting staff at least, I give the nod to the Dodgers, but the Padres will make up for it in the bats and just simply overpowering teams. So I think this is going to be one of the higher scoring teams of the uh, entire entire league. Yeah. Uh, not to say their run differential will be good, but their run score will be very good. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, I think the Padres will be fun, and I think it's it's their year for the for the division. They do feel like a souped up Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where the lineup is really, really good. There's no doubt about that, and there won't be any doubt about that. Um, but the bullpen and like the back end of the rotation is what's going to kind of bite them. So, I mean, they really do just kind of feel like the Blue Jays, but in in a West. Mike, I know you're yeah. to uh. To quote the great philosopher Rick Flair, to be the man, you got to beat the man. I thought you were going to say, Whoa. and the Padres still. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that for after my statement, Woo! but but it's still the thunder there. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Dodgers have, ha- have the crown, and you got to take it from them. Um, you know, they've been limousine riding, jet flying, wheeling, dealing. Son of a guns. Uh, uh, quote another great philosopher in Ric Flair. Um, so I, I, all jokes, I think is, you know, the thing where you have to beat them. <clears throat> and even for the losses that they've taken from guys, you know, leaving or getting hurt, they're still like one of the best ranked organizations in all of baseball. You know, so to just kind of hand over that crown to the Padres just because they spent a little bit of money. Um, you know, we got to see how that plays out. So I'm going with the Dodgers. All right. Well, um, I had a feeling Woo! you took the Dodgers there. There you go. That uh, I, this guy, this guy, Rick Flair, seems like a really good philosopher. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Did he write any books or anything? Or he, I think he once said he spilt. He spent more. Yeah, you know, he spent more money and and spilt liquor from one side of this country to the other than some of us made in a year. So um, I think, I think he has a crown right now. Understandable. Well, um, that wraps up divisions. Uh, so wild card wise, um, start with the AL Mike, you can roll with the, your AL wild cards first. Um, I, these feel like they're going to be similar to last year, but I'll I'll go ahead and uh, and pass that on over to you. Uh, Rays, Astros, and like it's kind of hard to have the Guardians missing all together. 
but yeah, you dug yourself a hole here. Uh, yeah. So raise, 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 um, Guardians and Astros. But I will say that my sleeper competitive pick for the year, the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. Sleeper, sleeper competitive team this year. I thought you were going a different direction with that. No, like I want to go. Oh, no, no. No. No, He's not going that direction, (laughs) Coots. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. We know Mike. He's not going to say anything nice. He's not going to say anything at all. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I think that the Royals will – I think the Royals will be the Orioles of this year. So how the Orioles played last year, that's how I see the uh, the Royals being. Hmm. So, those are my picks. Okay. Now, at first glance, as I wrote all my my things down, is it bad to have the same exact postseason as last year? Uh, I was thinking the same thing while I was. Uh... <laughs> I think I I don't see anything changing in AL East, and as much as the Yankees, the Rays, and the Jays are good, the Red Sox are going to suck. The Orioles are going to suck. The, I mean, I guess to the new scheduling, you play more more teams outside of the division which is honestly good for the AL East because they just beat up on each other all the time. So getting out of the division is just going to vote for more wins. So I don't see anything changing there. I Again, AL Central, it's the Guardians. I mean, I guess maybe the White Sox could sneak in, but they'd have to have a better record than the Yankees or the, or the Jays. Um, because in the West, it's surely – Seattle and Houston. There's no way around that. Yeah. But the frisky team that I was going to say could be the Angels. We say this. We all want it. We all want to ride the Angels train at the beginning of every year. Never goes very well. But I think this, this year has to be the year of. Basically, like if if you're not gonna do it now, when are you gonna when are you gonna do it? Because you're gonna you're gonna have Shohei walk. Mike Trout's not getting any younger. Neither is Rendon. Rendon has had an excellent spring. I don't know if you guys have seen. His I can truthfully say I've not heard Anthony Rendon's name in probably three years. He batted. He's batting like four thirty, like uh eleven hundred OPS. Just oh, I'm gonna fall in love with him like I did Matt Olson. <laughs> Matt Olson hit another bomb today, and I'm like, this guy is going to win MVP this year. <laughs> Rendon's been showing out, but I'm again, it circles back to the whole injury thing. They have to stay healthy. I mean, to say that they have a good team surrounding Trout, Rendon, and Shohei would be quite the, quite the overstatement. But oh, They did get a really, really, really important piece that I think is going to be completely overlooked before the season starts, and that is Hunter Renfro. Sure, yeah. Hunter Renfro can hit 35 home runs, and he is also a very good defensive outfielder. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, it's 
it's the matter of keeping everybody on the field healthy. Everybody, you know, I, I don't think this is an issue, but everybody gelling well. You know, you're going to have Logan O'Hoppy as well stepping into the catcher role. So that's not only him being a rookie, but also, you know, commanding a staff as much as there is commanding a staff with the whole pitch com and all this, this stuff nowadays. So um, they could be frisky, but again, I already said my, my, my playoff teams in the American league, but I think they could ask questions. And I think the, the white Sox could ask questions if they stay healthy. Yeah. Um, I, I almost went with the same, postseason as last year, but I, I couldn't go completely chalk. Um uh, Yankees as the wild as a wild card. Um Mariners as a wild card. And then I went with White Sox as well. I, I think they'll be better without Tony LaRussa. And as long as they can keep guys healthy, I think they should be pretty good. But um yeah, leaving out the Rays just because I, they're probably the easiest team to leave out of everybody and, like, not feel bad about it because everybody else always leaves them out. But they always make the playoffs. But, like, if you're wrong about the Rays, who really cares? If you're wrong about the Yankees, it feels like you just pissed off an entire universe. So I'd rather have the Yankees in the playoffs than the Rays. <laughs> the, so. Ray, the Rays are the team that everybody – that they exceed expectations and the Angels are the team that always – fall short of expectations yes very much so <laughs> very very much so um so i am very curious so we'll do though i'm gonna actually change one of my picks <clears throat> um guardians don't make the playoffs this year and instead the orioles actually make it <laughs> i'm gonna go with the orioles this guy i'm gonna go with the orioles I I like my Orioles pick. Hey, you can say what you want because I called it. I think two years ago or last within the last two years, when I hopped on the Mariners bandwagon, it came true. Um, so we're gonna shift that over to the Orioles. Good they're gonna make it. I I think the Orioles finished last in the division. Whoa. That's that's not possible. Have you there looked at who's starting opening day for the Red Sox? Yes, but should he? No. Have you looked at who's starting a, for the that's Orioles? A, that's a bad omen. <laughs> have, you, have you looked at who's starting for the Orioles? That's a bad omen for opening day to have the wrong guy starting. <laughs> well, if Chris Sale didn't – Ride bikes and fall over and get hit by baseballs. He would be. For those of you who are wondering about context here, Corey Kluber is starting opening day for the Red Sox, and he's gonna shove. Who did they play? The Klubot. I'm skipping the series because it's starting with Corey Kluber. I'm I, the second series is when the series the season starts. Who do, who do the Red Sox play to open the season? I honestly couldn't even tell you. I'm so uninvolved in this team this year. It's gonna suck, but. I'm going to have to adopt the team. Tigers. I'd really rather not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe really maybe I'll one. adopt the uh, – You guys open against the Orioles. No, we're, we're, we're against the Orioles. That's going to be a hell of a matchup, Kyle Gibson versus Kluber. So, 
Hey, I, I don't know, man. I don't know who I trust more there. <laughs> I think like the Orioles are, would just be so fun because they're young and they're going to be so like all of their young dudes are going to start coming up and the Red Sox are just like, Hey, Rafi, go hit like three grand slams today. Let's go win us a game. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's about all the Red Sox are going to be this year. So I, I, I don't know, man. And rookie of the year, Tristan Cassis. And or or maybe it might be Masataki Yoshida, who knows? Or yeah. Yoshida is a nice addition. He's gonna be great. I it love is. him. I I would too if I had anything good to say about that. I cannot time. believe Corey Kluber is starting this game. That is a <laughs> like that people's Boston should just boycott opening day. <laughs> To be like, we should never have Corey Kluber start opening day ever again. Like, that's like a, it's painful. That's like a disgrace to one of like the most historic franchises in all of baseball. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is if I had said that like five years ago, everyone everyone would have been like, "Fuck, like who are you?" <laughs> yeah, Corey five, Kluber's five gross. Years ago, five years ago, Corey Kluber was like good, and everybody would be like, "Oh, the Kluber part makes sense." Yeah. <laughs> The fact that he's on the Red Sox doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, all, the, all right, so outside of Corey Kluber versus Kyle Gibson, Gibson, which is clearly the best matchup of opening day, um, what, what opening day pitching matchups are you all looking forward to? Because I sent you all the, uh, the list of opening day pitching matchups. We way. haven't talked about the uh, NL playoff picture. Oh, yeah, shoot. Sorry, you got me talking about Corey Kluber. Um, <laughs> in a wild card. And that's I, all for Corey Kluber for the whole year. <laughs> Um, I guess since I gave AL wild card last, I'll go first here. Uh, Mets Dodgers. Um, I guess Phillies. Yeah, I was gonna say, who else are you gonna pick? The rest of the NL sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no. The only team that no, no, no. I'm gonna be fun here. Mets, Dodgers and Diamondbacks. <laughs> Come on, we're on the Diamondbacks train this year. We want Joe in the playoffs. We want Joe in the playoffs this year. And Corbin Carroll is is uh, is good. So that is true. If we get Joe in the playoffs, we're going to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I was going to say the same. So obviously, going back to, I think it's going to be the same teams as last year: uh, Braves, Mets, Phillies, Cardinals, Dodgers, Padres. But my frisky team was, I was going to say, the uh, the Diamondbacks. Is, uh... for, for almost the same sentiment that Mike was saying about the Orioles, I think basically applies the same way for, for the Diamondbacks. Go D-backs. The Serpentines. So, I'm going to go Phillies, Padres, And Brewers. Mets miss the playoffs. <laughs> I agree that You're a sick Arizona will be the frisky team. <laughs> Joe won't make the playoffs with Arizona, but he will make it as a midseason acquisition by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh to a playoff contender. The Pittsburgh Pirates. No, he's got I feel like he's going to – yes, it's me saying this selfishly, but 
No, he's got, he'll be in St. Louis by the end of the season. That'd so what cool. I'm what I'm hearing is that we're going to Joe's debut with his uh, with his new team. <laughs> Thankfully, that'll be in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> his his debut, the Pirates versus the Reds. I'm just going to become the biggest super fan of all the worst teams in each division this year. When the Pirates win a game, I'll be the happiest person on earth. The Rockies score like six runs in a game. They're going to be the best offense in America. Yeah, <laughs> this is good. That's You know what? I'm going to find the little victories of the season. My team's going to suck. I'm going to reveal Yeah, I know what that's like. That's not what that's like. Yeah, it's fun little victories. That's that's all I get. That's that's all of my major league baseball seasons come out to. All right, World Series matchups. Uh, Mike, I cannot wait for this. I have no idea what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's the, he's Cardinals. The yeah, knew that one was coming. Cardinals. And the – I'm kind of torn between two teams. I'm going to go Cardinals-Mariners, though. But my second AL pick are the Blue Jays. I like definitely. I'm going to go. No, my pick, my pick last year was definitely Cardinals-Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, once it – yeah, I think it was Cardinals-Seattle. Yeah, you just said Cardinals-Mariners. Uh, let's just keep – Yeah, it's definitely yeah, a pick last Mariners, year. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep it going because eventually I'm going to be right. So uh, maybe this not. is going to be the year. You may never be right in your lifetime. Yep, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> I'm going to go for it. Oh, good. Uh, I'm going to go for it. And Brian, again, if I can't say anything nice, I won't say anything at all. So, well, we're talking about the World Series here. The Tigers do nice. not need to be brought up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There is no reason for them to be brought up into this conversation. Uh, and it's true, to it earlier. I'll be nice. I alluded to it earlier where I, I said the Astros win the division, but I think the Mariners make the World Series out of the AL. I'm going to go with the Braves for the NL. So my matchup will be uh, Seattle versus Atlanta. Man, when I tell you that I've switched this in my head, probably that travel is gonna five suck. Six times over. Yeah, it will. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay in the East. I'm gonna go Blue Jays Braves. Ugh. Uh, it'd be a fun matchup, I think. Um. I just can't wait for playoff baseball in Toronto again. <laughs> the last time they had it led to a brawl the next season. Um, I think. Was that the last time they had it? I feel like that. They might have had it before uh since then. But regardless, uh yeah, Blue Jays Braves. I I I don't know. I don't see one like completely dominant team that'd be really easy to pick. Probably the Astros would be like the Easy pick for the World Series. I don't even know why I'm not picking them. They've been to the ALCS every single year since 2017. 
So realistically, probably should pick them. Um, but uh, I, I'm just, I'm just not. I'm just not. They don't have. I don't know what they don't have actually. The, <laughs> the Astros have everything, but they're gonna falter at some point. <laughs> it's just gonna happen to be in the playoffs. It's, yes, <laughs> it'll, it'll happen to be before the World Series. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. I got nothing else. Um. All right. Oh wait, we didn't actually say who would win the World Series. Did you? Joseph, did you say who would win it? Mike, did, I don't think you said you, who would win it. I said Cardinals. That's a stupid question. Yeah, how, 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 stupid many question. Games, how many games is the World Series going to go? Yeah. Six. Interesting. Six, so we can create more revenue. Six. <laughs> yeah. Fair. To be fair, Mike, I did also. I did have the Cardinals in my first World Series pick uh, when I wrote it down on paper, but I changed it three times. <laughs> I even put the Mets in there at one point. That was probably a very that was a very quick cross out. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, Braves in seven. Oh, you get seven game series. Yeah, you just took mine, but um, I'll just say Braves in six for some parity. Um, yeah, I, I think the Braves come back and win it this year. And. Keeps the theme of no repeats since the Yankees three-peat. Um, so, yeah, sorry, Astros. You're not winning the World Series this year. That's going to be a freezing cold take at the end of the year. That's going to be freezing cold when they just sweep the World Series. Um, but before we even get to the World Series, we've got to have opening day. So now we'll get to the opening day matchup. So other than Kluber versus Gibson, what are the favorite – Pitching matchups from opening day. I think two stick out to me. Wait, hold on. Actually, let's do this. You, if you, when you pick your matchup, you have to give a full report on said matchup on the next podcast. I need to know what the hell happened, like the middle of fourth inning in that game. <laughs> Agreed. So, Mike, you better pick Miles Michaelis. <laughs> Fair. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, kids, what, what's your uh, – uh, who's, who's kicking this one off? Kids, I'll, I'll let you kick it off. Yeah, well, I was I was saying two stick out to me, but I'll, I'll say the one I'd be more willing to – Watch. <laughs> nah, no, we, we do not have to go four report. That's just a waste of time after a busy opening weekend. So, uh, no four reports because mainly I don't want to give a four report. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go uh, Sandy versus Max Scherzer. Yeah, it's a that's a pretty sick matchup. Yeah. I I mean, Dang it, pitching off. pitching wise, it's going to be fun. Um, obviously. The Mets offensively are way better than the the Marlins offensively, but Sandy is undeniably one of the best pitchers in the game. So, and then Scherzer's obviously been been doing it for forever. So it'll be a fun matchup. You know, Max Max is gonna get in his in his zone like he always does, especially yep. on opening day. So it'll be a bit fun to watch for sure. Yep. Yep. 
Mike. Uh, I am going with it's two of them, but I will settle with. You can give me two. Give my two. Okay. Yeah, um, Julio Reyes versus Zach Gallon and Luis Castillo and Shane Bieber. I was gonna say the Scherzer Alcantara one, but. I'll give you two other matchups to look out for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I really like Arias versus Gallon. That's a fun one because Arias really doesn't get talked about enough for how good he really is. And Gallon is in for a uh, really good year after last year. Um, my absolute favorite is probably Framber Valdez versus Dylan Cease. Um, two guys that can real that can realistically be picked for Cy Youngs. Uh, Two guys that never get talked about at all. Um, so that'll be a really, really fun matchup. And I think that's on ESPN for opening night. Uh, so that, that'll be a really good matchup on ESPN. But the yeah. other one that I was looking at, now uh, I lost it. Uh, DeGrom Nola. DeGrom Nola will be really fun. Uh, because anytime DeGrom pitches is very fun. That was that was the second one I was going to say. Um, Shoot. I did lose it, but I I, I was looking at Arias versus Gallon um, for the basically the same reason as Valdez and Cease is that they're two guys that don't get talked about enough, and um, they're both really good, so it should be should be good. But um, otherwise, opening day is gonna be fun. I, I'm really looking forward to this year of like the every team plays everybody. Yeah, um, because like I'm going to see the Tigers in April against the Orioles. And realistically, could go see them again in DC um, uh, at some point. Uh, I can't remember when they're in DC. I want to say it's like June or something. But uh, either way, it's you kind of, no matter what, you can realistically go and see your favorite team play. I think that's really good for baseball um, and really good for marketing the stars of like Otani and Trout. We're on the West Coast. East Coast doesn't really get to see them all too often. But now they get to play all 10 East Coast teams. Um, so An- An Angels Nat series in the middle of the summer is just going to be the most random thing, but it's going to be – it's going to take a lot out of me to not want to go to that. It's going to slap when Shohei Otani throws his first career no-hitter against the Nationals. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I wish I was even kidding. Um, no, yeah, you're right. It's going to take a lot for me to not. Is it? Is it in the middle of summer? I haven't looked. Yeah. Well, whenever that is, whenever the Angels come to the East Coast, I usually try to go anyway. Um, but, gents, before we drag this on any further, um, any final thoughts? Um, All good. I just looked no it up. In... You got it, Mike. Go ahead, Coots. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Jeez Louise, figure it out. The Nationals Angels is April 10th through 12th. Oh. Yeah, very early. Easter weekend, I think, right? Something like that. No, I think it's weekend after. Yeah, uh, oh, it's, it's 
Easter oh, yeah, Monday. So it's the Monday after Easter, yeah. Yeah, it's a midweek. Um, yeah. It's... Ah, well, maybe I can go up. We'll see. I don't know. I got to find money laying around somewhere. But, yeah, that, uh, that'd be a fun one to go to. I don't know. I'm excited for opening yeah. What were you saying, Mike? Uh, you know, in life, there's no lessons and nobody keeps score. It's uh, just about lessons that you learn along the way. That's Some the, take longer. That's what's on eventually. the floor in the Tigers clubhouse this year. Nobody keeps score. It's all about oh, the lessons must, you learn along the way. We, we must be sharing clubhouses. Uh <laughs> But no, um, yeah, man. Hey, but as as long as you remember that clear eyes and full hearts, you can't lose. Tigers have not lost in the regular season yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see y'all next time. All right, guys.